Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Welcome back to another Can week of Tis around? the Podcast, the podcast that is determined is to keep the spirit of Christmas alive 365 days a year with our friends at Christmas, Christmas Platter. For all to hear. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Todd. Hello, Normally, we have more than one friend at Christmas Clatter. <laughs> uh, we have, well, actually, after tonight, I don't think we have any friends left at Christmas Clatter. <laughs> I was about to say, normally we'd say, welcome, Todd. We're so excited to have you, but, oh, man. You're... How does this have a 4.8 on IMDb? That is almost a mediocre rating. Okay, we're not going to jump ahead. How is everyone's week? Let's let our guests go first. Todd, aside from the barrage of, of insults hurled at you throughout the day, how are you? Oh, you, you guys were insulting me? I just thought that was a normal Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> this is the problem with being a jerk all the time, Anthony. <laughs> how, are you, my, how are you, friend Todd? Oh, I'm doing doing well. Just ready to kick off summer. I have vacation plans coming up really soon, so looking forward to that. Waiting for Leon Day to come and for this year to turn the corner and Sprint to Christmas is what I'm ready for. Where are your, what are your vacation plans, Todd? Gulf Shores, Alabama. So, oh, yes. fun. Yes, we rented a, a house on the beach. So nice, man. Oh, this. that'll be so fun. Yep. Seven, seven days down there. My whole gang, my sister and her two girls and my mom and dad and my mother-in-law. So it'll be fun. That will be fun. Yes. That's fun, fun. You like your mother-in-law? Yes. We can cut it out if you don't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, me and Julia are in editing, so feel free to say whatever you want that Tom needs to cut. Well, I mean, me and my brother-in-law two, two summers ago um, flew out to Southern California, helped her pack up, and drove her stuff back here to Missouri. So, yeah. Oh, you do like her. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's those big family get togethers, especially now that we can do them safely. Right. Yes. Are so much fun when everybody gets along. Well, see, that was, that was and when that was, they don't get along. It's a Christmas movie. Well, see, that's a, that's a cool thing because it's like, you know, a lot of families have the split time. You gotta go to your parents, gotta go to their parents and all this, and you're running around and, you know, me and Holly were married. Well, all her family was in California. So it's just was like my family, which made it nice. And then her family has started, migrating this way and instead yeah. of going to her family my family we all just go to my mom and dad's so we still don't no. have to go all over the place so it's it's pretty nice that is nice hard to explain when new people come in who's who but it's all right <laughs> <laughs> how was your week anthony how was my week it was a week you know whatever it's another week another week You've been killing it on that Peloton. Dude, you were off work for four days. How is that any, like, or three days? How is it like any other week? 
shut up your face. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a three-day weekend of Memorial Day. I don't understand. It makes for a long, the short weeks always feel long to me. But yes, thank you, Julia. I have been doing my Peloton because I'm getting ready for vacation in October. So I have until October to get beach ready. Yeah, you are getting after it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to our first Christmas workout together on the 25th on Leon Day. Yes, me too. I am too. That'll be fun. I won't forget this time. I hope not. I'm going to text I'll, you this time. I'll be able to row yes, this thank time you. so I can get in on this too. There you go. <gasps> Julia, how's your week? We can do it on Zoom, y'all. Live. Or actually, we could live oh. stream us working out. What Then that's like... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not happening. That's the entire purpose of buying equipment for the house is I don't like working out in front of people. Right. And Thank Tom, I know I, no. I know we're year four of the show. I didn't think we were out of that many ideas already that we have to live stream ourselves <laughs> working out. <laughs> we can do our own we can do our own rides. People can ride with us. Oh. What the guys at uh, New um, Rockstars start doing? At what? At New Rockstars on YouTube. Hmm. They started doing all these workouts and putting them on there. It's like, eh, guys. Yeah, hmm. Oh. It's not, a bunch of comedians. Not source material. Yeah. It's a, bunch, <laughs> it's a bunch of comedians, so they do try to make it funny, but it's still. Wow. As you can tell, I'm not a big fan of working wow. out. I was about to say, like, I will never be one of these fans of working out. Like, I'm doing it, but yeah. I will never enjoy it. Which Peloton did you buy, Anthony? A Bike Plus. It's beautiful. Bike Plus. I don't see that one. It's oh, the one plus. that has a swivel monitor and the extra. It has a swivel monitor and the resistance automatically adjusts for you, which is nice. Yeah. Ooh, that's you fancy. Fancy. Yeah. It's beautiful. And also, Julia, you probably did it, obviously, because you've had the Peloton forever, but Kendall Tool's Christmas movie ride is amazing. Yep. It is. I loved that one. She did such a good job doing the uh, pulling, you know, which scores she pulled from and everything. It was awesome. Have you done her Halloween movie ride? I don't think I did her Halloween one yet. I did. Whose Halloween one did I do? I don't know. But I'm going to say something controversial, Julia. I know everyone is like a cult of this Cody Rigsby guy, but not my favorite instructor by far. Annoys me. Yeah. You have, I was going to ask if you did Cody. I have the original bike. Bike Plus came out not too long ago. You could trade it in, I think, and get credit toward it if you want to. Well, do. I'm fine with what we have. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my screen doesn't pull, and I still have the knob to do the resistance so i'll tell you what though i'm (laughs) i'm not looking forward to going back to to work in september as it is but like especially now with the peloton because i've been working on lunch and it's good to get it over with like it's gonna suck coming home at night and doing it just take your just take your peloton with you on the subway (laughs) i've seen i've seen weirder things on the subway then you could do it on the subway (laughs) <laughs> and then it would give me the mo- the feeling like I'm actually moving because subway right. cars moving. Yeah. Talk about an immersive experience. <laughs> <laughs> or- Julia, how was your week? 
Um, I had a good week. By the time this airs, I will already either be at Disney or concluding Disney trip, but we're like deep in vacation prep mode, right? Where I'm rallying troops. I'm getting all the clothes. I'm telling people what to pack. We're putting in grocery orders. All that stuff has to happen before. So please tell us you're going to live stream from the Christmas shop again and show us all the new Disney Christmas gear. I will hit every Christmas shop I see at every park I go to, which will include Universal Studios this time. So I'm excited to see what kind of Christmas stuff. This isn't your first time going to Hogwarts, is it? Yes, it is. (gasps) Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. One day only, Hannah and I only start to finish two park hopper with the Universal Express Pass. We're going to live it up for one day. Universal has lots of good Christmas stuff because they have a lot of Christmas movies to their name too. So, yeah. So I'll do I'll do it from there as well. So I'm excited. Cool. Keep an eye out for Christmas gifts for your favorite (laughs) co-hosts. I, you know, I am. That's that's one of the to do. The best gift you can get Tom is not a gift. I'm not gonna get on my high horse and say that. I'm gonna say I love gifts. So. Keep an eye out for Anthony then. (laughs) Gifts make me feel guilty. We've been over this a lot though. Yeah, let's get this over with. Tonight we are covering the 2007 something uh, called Christmas in Wonderland. I know in the past we've referred to Todd as Santa's brother, but I think we accidentally transposed two of those letters in Santa because tonight shows somebody else's brother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so this movie let's do plot synopsis then we'll run through histories then i'll jump into cast and then we'll talk about it dad and his three kids move from la to edmonton alberta mom stays behind they go they go christmas shopping to get everything ready for mom and daughter's christmas wish comes true when santa quote unquote gives her a million dollars only it's in counterfeit cash these kids inadvertently help catch crooks after keeping them on the run and learn a little bit about Santa. Todd, since yes. you suggested this movie for some reason far beyond my <laughs> ability to understand, why don't you tell us your history? Sell us on this movie. I'll, I'll wait on selling it. My history with this movie was... Patrick Swayze had just passed away and I was at Walmart and there was this, it was close to Christmas time and there was a bin of DVDs and I saw his picture on the cover of a Christmas movie. So I bought it and took it home and watched it. This just go. this just cements my theory that nothing good ever happens at Walmart. <laughs> hey. Thought, hey, Patrick Stewart. I'm a, I'm a Patrick Stewart, Mark, uh, Patrick Stewart, sorry, <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Mark. I just that would have been a different yeah. movie, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would have been. But, <laughs> so is my grandma. But, but uh, um, so, so is thought, my grandma. So I thought Patrick Swayze Christmas. It can't be that bad. Oh, you think it was that bad, don't you? You've got that smirk on your face. You I, know exactly how bad this movie is. I think it is, but I still had fun watching it. I mean, just because it's not a great oh. movie doesn't mean it's not fun. I mean, we, I watched yeah. it with the kids and we all laughed at it. Yeah. Not I, ironically, it, yeah. right? Some, yeah. I mean, 
there's some parts that are genuinely funny, but I mean, Patrick Swayze, you got to watch his movie. It's a law. I had never heard of this movie. I didn't know what to expect of this movie, especially because Todd recommended it. Because Todd did Lethal Weapon last year. We all like Lethal Weapon, but then he also loves mm-hmm. Arthur Christmas, and everyone knows how I feel about that film. So I wasn't sure what I was getting going to this film. Before I saw it, I looked up the cast. I was like, Patrick Swayze, really? And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, Tim Curry, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, Carmen Electra. I used to have a giant poster of her in my bedroom when I was in middle school. Oh, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, I did. But then I turned it on. Uh, No, not gross. But then I turned it on. And oh, man, this is I. I was telling Tom right before Todd and Julia hopped on. I am so excited. I get to finally use the hot garbage phrase that Todd (laughs) attributed to me that never came from me. In a movie he picked. This movie is a piece of hot garbage. This is the worst movie we have covered on this show in a long time. And when you look at our list, we've covered some pretty crappy things. Thanks for bringing this show to a new low, Todd. That's hard. It's hard to take it to a new low, but I'll try. I wouldn't say oh. a, I wouldn't say he took us to a new low. I say he brought us back to a, a recur, recurrent low. <laughs> As much as I want to argue with Anthony and tell him he's wrong, I can't. See? Julia, how about you? I'm unity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a unifier. Um, (laughs) I'll just say Anthony times two, and then I'm done. Your turn, Julia. Yeah, I mean, I had never seen it, never heard of it, watched it for the first time today, and was aghast at how much I did not enjoy this movie. Was that the only one... I was expecting one of us to be able to sing I had the time of my life. <laughs> I was hoping that when I that when I saw this I was hoping we were in for something more akin to All I Want for Christmas, which Jerry D picked last year, which mm-hmm. I had never seen and had low expectations for, and I went in and really, really liked it. But no. Mm-hmm. No. But apparently somewhere along the line, the three of us pissed Todd off and he decided to drag us through the mud here. So I don't know what we did to you, Todd, but. We'll find out in October, Anthony. Uh (laughs) Let me tell you something. something. No spoiler (laughs) alert, but this movie makes that movie look like a masterpiece. That's all Uh, I'm saying. No, not at all. All right, let's jump into the (laughs) casting crew. The movie is written and directed by James Orr, who we're all familiar with. James Orr was a writer on Sister Act 2, Three Men and a Baby, The Night Before, The Night Before Christmas TV movie, which we haven't covered yet. Uh, And so we're all familiar with his work. There's been some stuff there that we've liked in the writing field, I wouldn't say. Anything in his directing background uh, gets me terribly excited. But he wrote this movie too. Yes. How did he go from Three Men and a Baby, yeah. The Father of the Bride, and Sister Act Two to this? Well, he co-wrote yeah, it with Wander Birdsong Shope and Jim Crookshank. And Wanda, Jim just just 
really they were hard to carry in the writing no it was wanda because so. jim was a co-writer in all of those other movies with them like they're, oh, they're, it was wanda, they're a dynamic duo. yeah yeah she's with wanda tonight. all along yep all right let's go through this amazing cast starting with patrick swayze who is a native houstonian oh yeah. And Patrick former Swayze. sexiest man alive, 1991. Patrick Swayze has a I lot of movies. I wouldn't know what really to say is he's best known for. Uh, he had that epic scene with Demi Moore that we all remember from Ghost. He was he, <laughs> he did not put baby in a corner in dirty dancing. He was in Road Roadhouse. Point blank. Um, point break with Keanu Reeves. Um Red Dawn, the very first uh, PG-13 movie. Yep. Night, that was all the way the back Outsiders. in the early 80s. He was in the Tulsa classic, The Outsiders. Yes, as Daryl Curtis. He was in Donnie Darko. Yep, he was in the that episode is, of MASH. Uh, my favorite Patrick Swayze is Donnie Darko. I'm not going to lie. Mine is Dirty Dancing. I can't stand that movie. No accounting for taste. My sister watched that movie in Greece ad nauseum. Oh, I like Ugh. your sister. I don't think you Greece. would. Ugh. I like Ghost. Probably Ghost is my favorite. Really? That's so interesting. Yeah. I love Ghost. What Let's about you, go- Todd? What about you, Todd? Well, like I said, I'm a big fan. I also love Roadhouse. Yes. <laughs> As a Missourian, as a Missourian, I'm required to like Roadhouse since it takes place in Missouri, which I do. Yes. But I like Next to Kin quite a bit. It's a Ooh. little under the radar. It was in between Roadhouse and between Roadhouse and Ghost, I think, something like that. So does he still have the mullet, or has he lost the yes, mullet? Yes, he for still Ghost? has the mullet. It's basically uh, oh, redneck, tr- yes. basically redneck truck drivers versus the mob. So. Very nice. Like, like red truck. It's an Missouri. excellent 80s premise. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Now let's go through the kids. We have Brian S- Sanders is played by Matthew Knight. Matthew Knight, uh, his acting career goes back to his youth. Uh, back in 2002, he was the, the one of the, the main kids in The Grudge 2 and 3. Had a sidelined role in Cheaper by the Dozen 2. Recurring role as young Harry Dresden in the Dresden Files. Uh, oh, such a bad show for such an amazing series. He was also in a Heartland Christmas. My Babysitter's a Vampire. Um, and has just kind of stopped working in 2014. Huh. You all familiar with Matthew? Nope. Oh. I've seen The Grudge. So I haven't. It's Brother Danny is played by Cameron Bright. Um, Cameron Bright was in Thank You for Not Smoking, Birth, Running Scared. He was in the X Men series. Um, People will probably know him from Twilight. Twilight. Uh, One of the Voltori. And he was in the Christmas Secret Christmas movie in 2000. What's that called? Oh, so we'll see him again. Next June. Oh, the Christmas. Uh, Oh, my God. Todd. 
I, I I'm gonna put it up for. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put it up at the end. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put it up for a vote. Like all for guest hosts, but Todd has made it where they should not be able to recommend <laughs> crap for a show anymore. <laughs> Sister Mary was played by um, Wins, Zoe, and Amy Schlegel. Uh, Amy's best known for her role in Legally Blonde 2. She was also on the TV show Without a Trace, Year Without a Dog, and that's pretty much it for her. And... Her sister was also on Without a Trace and Cold Case, and that was it for the, for her. Huh. Uh, that's all the siblings, right? Yes. Mom Judy, who is away from the family throughout this and has a minor role, is played by Rachel Hayward, um, who I wasn't familiar with at all, but she's been in a ton of stuff, like a Firehouse Christmas. Parts of Christmas. Jingle all the way to. Ooh, we haven't Ooh. covered that one. Mm. That's a candidate. Mm. I, I'm trying to be on your side here, man. <laughs> and then she had a lot of small roles on TV shows. Like, and when I say a lot, I mean a lot. Oh, she right. was in Hellraiser Hellseeker. So she joined the Hellraiser franchise after it went straight to video because they weren't making money in theaters anymore. <laughs> uh, the, the pinnacle disappointment in this film to me is the infamous Tim Curry. Uh, we covered before in our bonus clue episode. If you haven't listened to it, it's on Patreon. And we just covered and him in the Beauty and the Beast. He was in Beauty and the Beast as well. And, uh, and Home Alone 2. And Home Alone 2. Man, he's been in a lot of stuff. But I still think he's probably best known as Dr. Frankenfurter. Sure. I love that movie so much. I'm not going to sing this song because I don't want to have to edit it out. But I'm thinking it, y'all. That's such a good his, song. He nailed it. His cohorts are Preston Lacey, who is a native Missourian as well from Carthage. Man. I know, Look at right? you guys he, representing tonight. He plays... The, one of the Cardoza brothers, Sheldon, who um, was in nothing really of note. The closest thing to a real movie he got was Jackass 3D. Classic. I mean, that, he was just, and for that, he was just a writer. Did y'all see all the Johnny Knoxville's coming back to do something else now? Including another no? Jackass movie, right? That's what I mean. He's doing it again. And yeah. they showed like his catheter from when he tore his jaw. Oh man, no. What? Just no. Don't need. And then we have last one. I'm going to mention as Leo Cardoza is Chris Kattan. I hate this actor so much. SNL, The Night at the Roxbury, Undercover Brother, The Ridiculous Six. He is in a new movie that is completed coming out called The Best Worst Christmas Ever. So knowing how Anthony feels about him, I will be putting him up as a <laughs> that up as an as a um, definite contender for our list next year. Uh, I just 
I just think you hate all 90s SNL actors. He is so freaking annoying. I love shows like The Middle and How I Met Your Mother. And every time I saw him pop up in these shows because of my hate for him. Oh, my God. Don't it even say he was bad so in the middle. He was good in the middle. He was good. He, was good. Really good. he, was he really good sucked in the middle. You suck. His impressions on SNL suck, too. Hate this guy. Julia, these That's these like a Corbin Bernstein level hate. There these, is a Corbin Bernstein level hate for this guy. <laughs> Julia, Todd, these non-geriatric millennials, you just can't do anything with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't understand <laughs> good comedy. No. Oh, please. <laughs> don't understand good comedy. At least my New York fellow people learned to stay away from this movie, unlike the Missourians and the Houstonians. What, why, why am I getting drugged down? I didn't have anything to do with this. Why are you getting drunk down? You just said I didn't know come. <laughs> you can't put, find a good reason. Don't do something stupid like trying to put me into this. Oh, we also forgot okay. to mention Chris Kattan. We already covered in Santa Slay. Yep. Oh yeah, he got it. he beautifully got murdered in the opening scene. Anthony, are you denying how amazing that opening scene was? No, I just don't understand your hate of Chris Kattan and Adam Sandler. I just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) If you you line up a group of people who have like the most annoying voices and punchable faces, they'd both be in that lineup. He was in Bunicula, though. We didn't mention. Remember Bunicula? Slop, slop, sloppy Joe. You don't even like Lunch Lady, Adam Sandler? I liked Mixed Nuts, Adam Sandler. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm done with you. <laughs> uh, let's jump in. Hey, Tom, oh. if you, if you, you, you should delegate to Todd. He put us through this. He should have the torturous effort of walking us through this movie. But I have questions I think to Todd. and commentary, I think, for it. Okay. Uh, anybody may. can, uh, we'll pass it along. I'm going to gonna kick off because I want to get to, and I'm going to go to the first Santa, the, the first time we see Santa, because that was probably the highlight of the movie for me. This Michael Gambon looking Santa, right? The hippie looking <laughs> Santa, yes. Uh, he looked so much like Michael Gambon's Dumbledore. The, the, the clothing, the, the like Santa outfit they chose, his beard. His face, everything mm-hmm. just made me so, made my heart happy. Uh, so we open up and Patrick Swayze's in a house with a really rotten, spoiled brat child um, who mm-hmm. is disgruntled because he had to move from LA. Um, he's almost as obnoxious about it as our kid from Hocus Pocus. I knew, I knew you were going there. Yep. It's just like, it's just a, an obnoxious trope. Like, oh, I'm so angsty because, like, I moved from like LA, you know? And it's like, okay, I just want to, just want you to sit down and shut up. I, I would have felt so much better when he was trying, when Patrick Swayze was trying to find the skillet and the sun was burning off. I would have felt so much better if there'd been a good old fashioned backhand. Like, Hey, I'm usually not. I I'm usually not rooting for awful things like Anthony and his adultery, but in this one, I was actually rooting for child abuse. 
Hey, hey, point oh to God. the kid from Hocus Pocus. At least that insufferable child brought back three very entertaining witches from the dead. I'm like this insufferable LA child. Uh, and he kept people running around the mall. Like, oh, we didn't mention Carmen Electra's in this too. And she's, that's she is. she's always been. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I was not a Carmen Electra fan. I, I did not like her on MTV. This was all. way past her prime. I don't care about Pastor Prime. Like on MTV, she was one of those annoying VJs. I don't think she yeah, was hired she on MTV had... for anything but her looks. Let's be real. Yeah, she never had a prime with her acting capability. Absolutely good... not. The best acting scene she ever did was the opening scene of Scary Movie. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Where she got murdered by Ghostface and he stabbed her in the boob and he pulled the knife out and the silicon breast came out. <laughs> she kept running and he was like, and dropped it. <laughs> Just all oh squeezed out. <laughs> well, I think her performance in this movie was real inspirational for the uh, Disney plus Corella that just uh, <laughs> released. I don't think we'd have Corella if we didn't have Carmen Electra in this movie. Wow. That's I a hot take. It. Wow. Wow. Uh, but no, like, take. Like, see, Anthony, this was before your time. Julia and, and Todd, I don't know, were y'all into the MTV VJs watching music videos on MTV back when they used to actually do that? No, I wasn't dad, allowed to. My dad worked, you, worked for broadcast TV. We weren't allowed to have cable. Oh, gotcha. They were well, the you, had these, you had these amazing VJs like Simon Rex and Carson Daly and Bill Bellamy. And then you had Carmen Electra. And it's like, just get it. It's like, she could ruin a good music video with her intros. Oh, I don't know. I remember going to a friend's house and watching uh, Polly Shore on MTV, but that's all I really remember. Oh my God, oh. another one. Another one. Polly Shore ever do a Christmas movie? Find that oh, out. probably. I'm with you on this. I'm with you I'm on this. Carrot Top did one too. Ooh. Wait, you're with me on this, Tom? No, I'm with Todd and wanting to torture doing a Paul and Shore, Polly Shore movie. Oh. The only thing that I think, okay, so I, I, the only thing I think would be worse for me though than sitting through a Polly Shore movie is we did like a like a Chris Elliott movie. Oh yeah, I don't like Chris Elliott. <laughs> like Cabin Boy Christmas or something. Like I, I thought Cabin Boy was funny from oh. my childhood. Christine and I tried watching it. We made it maybe ten minutes in before we had to turn that hot garbage off. He was but definitely the weakest link on Shit's Creek too, by far. Uh, you know, he, the only he thing was, he's been good in is Groundhog Day. Uh, I like the minute uh, everybody loves Raymond. The only thing he's been good in is Groundhog <laughs> yeah, Day. Yeah, he actually was funny on that as a brother-in-law. Yeah, that was funny. I was hoping somebody else would pick that up and say and repeat it again. Like I, Julia said it, then I said it, then I was hoping Anthony would say it. <laughs> I think he did that to us once, and I still I didn't understand the joke until... We were like five minutes into it. <laughs> we did it like four times and you were like, what is going on? I do remember that. <laughs> oh. So Patrick Swayze's trying hard to get his family's uh, uh, set in Alberta, you know, in Edmonton, trying to get them in the holiday spirit. Come to find out it's going to be the hottest Christmas in Alberta in uh, Edmonton history, which by the way, today was the coolest June 1st in Tulsa history. What? 
Wait, I just want to like jump on something you just said. Could you imagine you are finally moving to somewhere from LA that gets a, that could get a white cold Christmas, and you're moving there the year it has the hottest Christmas in history? That would suck. There's still snow on the ground and stuff. I mean, what were they Dude, griping about? You're complaining about that. He moved across the across the the continent, left countries for a job, only to get laid off. I'm pretty sure he yeah. would have to stay in Canada at that point. I think he'd have to leave. Unless he's Canadian and he was living in LA. I don't know. Oh, we're talking about a movie with a quote-unquote mall ghost here. The logic doesn't make sense. Oh, man. Oh, you did miss the character. The mall itself. Uh, the mall and the Santa, I guess we should have covered, yeah. right? Anthony, that, uh, mall, that, that mall, that mall ghost was uh, a guy dressed up the eye patch threw you off, I'm sure. Oh, Todd. See, watch. <laughs> Wait, who's here? Who is, that was who's on the call? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, so they all have to go Christmas shopping because for whatever reason, it's, it's right before Christmas. Mom is not here yet. She is having the typical juggling the airport, getting bumped from her flight before Christmas uh, nightmare. And she reminds her husband that he has to do all the Christmas present shopping. And he's like, but we don't have any money. And uh, she reminds him that not only does he have to buy all this stuff, but he also has to get a Christmas tree, which he forgot about. So the whole family gets in to go, hops in the car, and they're going to go Christmas shopping. The brothers are throwing around some, hmm, how do I want to word this? Some Santa opinions that are less than favorable with dad to their little sister. Uh, and mm -hmm. a couple of them are planning on ditching and doing their own thing when they get to the mall. So we get to the mall and Patrick Swayze abandons all of his children to watch their little sister as she meets a glorious looking Santa. And the two older brothers ditch her and they go off to do their own thing around the mall and threaten their little brother that he has to stay there and watch her. And when she gets up to Santa, she tells Santa, I only want one thing for Christmas, a million dollars, because her dad said he wished he had a million dollars so he could buy them gifts. And Santa <laughs> just lets her have that expectation that this may come, like he may get her a million dollars. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's like, I'll see what I can do, which I feel like if you're a, a mall Santa, you should probably, you know, uh, help give kids a realistic expectation that Santa doesn't just have Fort Knox at his disposal, right? He's not just going to pull out a... Uh, <laughs> A million dollars but you know she believes it's going to happen so when they stumble across a bag that falls from the sky and open it up and it's full of canadian money uh this is obviously santa right like that's what happens she and her brother toy with what they're going to do I, i'm going to push back tom and say santa does have money because he has to pay an army of elves but if he gave every kid in the world a million dollars come on dude come on and I thought we've—I thought it's been firmly established in canon that elves are slaves. Uh, that's true. Slave labor. Yeah. Uh, so they there there is a moral compass within these children. They just decide to point it backwards and go with what they shouldn't do. In their in their deliberations back and forth, they toy with the idea of turning in the money, but then decide they should spend it instead. And you know we have the the most amazing mall. Bath, that mall is insane. 
I thought oh. at first, I thought it was like not a real place, right? Like they had piecemealed it together, but like that's a real mall. I haven't yep. been to that one, With but I went, to mall. I went to Mall of America back in the 90s and it had a very similar vibe. Yeah. Back, back when malls were relevant before, you know. They were shuttering. Oh, uh, here, here we go. They're oh. shuttering across the country. Are, are we going to get, are you going to treat us to another amazing rant that this movie was made in 2007 when they were already oh. on their way out? I, I don't think they were on their way out. That was still like, you know, there were still cool, there were still cool stuff in the mall, right? Like you could still go get your rec- your CDs and Apple stores were just becoming a thing where you'd buy your iPod. Um, I, think, I think it was probably <laughs> relevant then. Um, at, least, at least these big time malls, you know, maybe not so much malls like from my local area, but at least these big time malls have still have yeah. things to go see and do. Yeah. yeah. We have one this size opening up slowly here. Seriously? Same- Is it going to have like water slides and stuff in it? Yeah. And indoor skiing and everything, what? ice rinks and everything. Oh my gosh. Same, it's the same uh, developer, I think. So it's wild. Oh, I'm going to lose their shirt on this venture. Ugh. Anyway, uh, so they decide to go start spitting the money, right? And for right. whatever reason, you find a bag so- of money. That'd be my first instinct. To just they, and they go to dirt bikes first, right? They're gonna get dirt bikes, and they're playing on the dirt bike. And the guy's like, "You gotta go." Kid doesn't even know how much money he hands him. Just hands him a fat wad of cash, and the guy starts showing him how the bike works. He orders it to be sent to his house. Isn't that the pass- dream, though, to have so much money you don't even have to like count it out? You just hand them cash and be like, "This will take care of it." It's a dream. I don't think I could ever do that. No, not unless I was count- like tipping somebody, but like paying for goods. Yeah, I'm counting it. Yeah, me too. I'm with Julia. All right, somebody else want to take over from here on what happens next? I, I'm gonna let Todd. I'm gonna let Todd wrap it up. I'm gonna let Todd take us home. Uh, all I'm saying is that scene where he handed him the wad of cash gave me straight up Bruce Wayne Batman Begins vibes, where he was like, "No, no, 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 no! You don't understand. I'm buying this hotel," and hands him a blank check so his lady friends can frolic in the fountain. Oh my gosh! Oh, this was much less cool. Much less cool. <laughs> but Anthony, since you jumped in, why don't you take this? Why don't you you bring us to the to part to the next part? Uh, where he just gave him, he just paid him. Now the now the crooks know who they are and they're following them around, right? And we're about to meet Carmen Electra. Todd, can you do it, man? <laughs> Please. I don't think you have any watched it, y'all. I did watch it, and that's a problem. I did watch it. Please, Todd. Well, the um. Ginger, but, Carmen, go on about how we get this awful Home Alone, Home Alone two ripoff with two with a bunch of villains who are chasing these kids who are nowhere near as charismatic or competent as Marvin Harry. That's right, I use the word competent to describe Marvin Harry because these bad guys are make them look like geniuses. Tell, tell us more. How do how do you feel this? You know why do you feel this way? <laughs> What do they do that, that leads you to this point of angst towards them? They don't leave any sinks running. They're just sitting there eating jelly donuts, having a good time. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. I guess you can give them credit for that. They embody the cop better than uh, Marv did. Uh, Harry did in Home Alone 1. He was eating the donut. There you go. I mean, Chris Catan's character is all confused because he's got that crush on Ginger. And just a lot Chris of Catan is there. a confused character. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Is, is Todd doing this or do you want to do it, Anthony? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Both times Todd started, you go on rants. Todd, I apologize. Anybody's got feelings. <laughs> it's all right. You know, the, the, the Chris Catan and whoever the other guy is, um, the, uh, I can't even the think Cardoza of The Cardoza brothers. Yeah, the Cardoza brothers. Preston oh, Lacey. Say, yeah, I was going to say he was a Kevin James. Uh, <laughs> budget budget okay. Ke- Kevin James. Dollars, is what for, I was dollars going for Kevin James. Yep, dollars for <laughs> Kevin James. Is, is what I was thinking of. You know, they're chasing the kids. They're, they're chasing the kids around, and that's Anthony. And then... <laughs> do not start on Kevin James. I didn't say anything. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> Todd, I'm sorry for that outburst. <laughs> oh, but then uh, the Royal Mounted Canadian. The Canadian. What? Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yep, that's what they are. Show up, and it's uh, Tim Curry's character, and he's like uh, absent-minded. It's hilarious. He can't get anybody's name right. Calls everybody Rico, which I did find legit funny. Why would you cast Tim Curry in a role like this? Because it's funny. Because you need the name, dude. You need the name. This is not a Tim Curry role. Tim Curry does not play the goofy, aloof police guy. He should have been playing one of these guys. Uh, he embodied Peter Seller from the Pink Panther movies. Mm-hmm. I think he was fine. I can see it. Yeah. It was. I always say with Tim Curry, he's always like the best thing in a movie, even if the movie's terrible. And he was the best thing in this movie because it was funny. I mean, everybody the go and not get, I mean it's, it's old jokes. I mean, not getting people's names right or misspeaking it. Not nothing new, but well, and at the end, we well. learned that he used. Yeah, we learned he that he to... used to be good detective before he got a horse yeah. kicked him in the head. Yeah, before the horse <laughs> kicked him in the head. See, he's got problems, Anthony, a disability, and here you are hating on him. But oh, did Tom like give? Did Tom give you like messages? <laughs> did Tom give you lessons? <laughs> it's just just common sense here that you don't pick on people like him everybody else is nice and kind and supportive of him and and his attempt to continue to do his job but the uh the police find out that they ordered the scooter and then they use their real address and they get a warrant go to the house nobody's there they raid it anyway take a picture back to the mall Actually, they faxed the picture, and then all of a sudden, the real picture showed up. I'm not sure that's a little <laughs> one. One of the few inconsistencies in the plot was that, and one uh, of the few. Yeah, one of the few. <laughs> and then they find the dad. They find Patrick Swayze and arrest him for it, and they're questioning him. And basically, this whole time, the the two of the kids, the two youngest, are running around just uh, avoiding. Uh, the Cardoza brothers. 
and quickly learning they have to avoid the police as well. Yes, they have to avoid the police to see the dad. And the oldest brother who ditched everybody sees a girl at the wave pool and starts chasing her around. I think the word you're looking for is stalking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but no, she likes it because then she invites him to bo- some booster juice, right? Because that's a perfect. Date. While all the while their siblings are missing, they have no idea where their little siblings. Right. With whom and guess what? Are. She's from LA too, and also yeah. hates Edmonton. And her and name is Shane, which is his ex girlfriend's name, which made me think is that his. It's just the amount of coincidences. Christmas. I mean, Christmas oh, you want it. You want to talk about coincidences? Let's talk about the mom for a minute. So while all this is going on, Judy is stuck at LAX waiting for her plane where she meets a man called Christopher Kringle, who was also bumped from his flight. And despite being bumped from his flight, he's like, oh, don't worry. You know, uh, things have a way of working out for themselves and things have a way of working themselves out. And uh, he 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 knows her name magically and shocks her. But before she can question him, he gets on his own plane and disappears in sight. And there's your little Christmas trope that oh, that was a real Santa Claus to deliver a little message in the time of need. And he works Santa, do you, stoner, strong like? Santa. <laughs> do you not like seeing Santa, Anthony? Is that the problem? You just don't like Santa in movies. <sighs> Why is Santa an airport? Because that's where he was. He goes where he's needed. On Christmas Eve. Obviously. Yeah, like, why is he flying? Doesn't he have flying reindeer? Yeah. What what flight did he get bumped from? Which reindeer is delayed on the runway? Maybe they got Lyme disease. (sighs) Deep cut to Christmas Chronicles. Oh man! Oh man! Maybe he just said that to relate to Judy to give her a positive message, but he didn't really get. Or maybe, or maybe he, or maybe he needed there. he needed Rudolph to cut through that L.A. smog, but, and Rudolph was late. So. But he did get from L.A. back to Canada pretty quick because he's I mean, in the he's next Santa. scene. He's in the next scene at the bar. <laughs> uh, looking more, looking more traditionally, Santa. Yes. I like the though. Santa look, by the way. I was. Did you really? I've got to say, like that beard looked so freaking fake. It looked. Like yeah, Michael the beard looked fake, but I like the look of it. Did he, when you say the look, do you mean like the outfit? The outfit. I like the shape of the beard. Like if it was real hair, it would have been better, right? But I liked the facial hair shape. I liked the hat. I liked all that. I feel like it was I've a gone nice, through, different take. I feel like I've yeah. gone through the looking glass tonight. I don't know what's going on. I agree. Oh with come you. on! I, I like the. It's not a high. It wasn't a high quality outfit. But the idea yeah. of the outfit for a Santa, you don't see that. Yeah. The the outfit, I'm with you. It's the beard and the hair. I couldn't get by, and the really amazing cutting edge special effects when he like sparkles out oh, oh my gosh the special Those effects were great. in this movie are bad Those were great. Fantastic. Um, he looked like he had claws because the green screen was like they <laughs> spent yeah, all the budget goes- on these actors <laughs> money on all these actors that's right i mean if they had if they didn't spend all the money on the actors we wouldn't have had these amazing elves we're about to meet either mm. no we wouldn't <laughs> by the way kind of a little peak 
a little peek behind the curtain for our listeners. <laughs> Tom was kind of giving us a running commentary. Tom and Julia were kind of like commenting on this in our private Discord channel with Todd. And Todd played it cool and yet somehow managed to confuse Tom and Julia completely into <laughs> thinking they watched the wrong movie, which is hilarious. Well, it's everything they said. He's like, I don't know what movie you're watching. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all crap was my reaction too. I'm like, I did not just accidentally watch that thing. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. This is what we're talking about tonight. Uh, I've got, I've got to say, from the time we met Todd, what three years ago now, four years ago now, through now, he has really become an expert troll. So, yes, well done. Play the long game. You do play the long game real well, real well. Yeah, but those uh those elves are um special. Very special. They are. Mm -hmm. they are. I don't know. I don't know they if don't I prefer even... the Santa Chronicles oh, elves. So they see the they oh gosh. Uh, you they see... we see the this this the spirit of the mall, the mall ghost, who is apparently also maybe Santa. I, I don't know. I'm not. A it's hard to it's hard to tell with that eye patch on. It's really hard to tell. It is. I paused it, it and I paused it and looked at it, but it's hard to tell. Uh, he beats the kids and is showing them how to get to the office so that they can foil the bandits, the the wet bandits or whatever we want to call them. In the wet thing. bandits. Yeah, uh, they end up they end up wet. Yes, they, they do. do. They do. Um, all, I, all this, all these crooks could remind me of were was that line from the night before, where Alana Glazer was like, "I take after my Christmas heroes, what pandits, the Grinch, Hans Gruber." That's what these criminals were trying to be, and they failed miserably. Yeah, that, that's a good point, Anthony. Chris Catan did remind me a lot of Hans Gruber. Good point. You know, you're not just insulting me. You're insulting the legacy of Alan Rickman, and I will not yeah, stand for that. That's I will that's not stand for that. <laughs> yeah. His legacy speaks for himself, so we can move on. They both wore suits. I, see you, I haven't seen you stand for any of this yet. We're all sitting. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So, Julia, do you want to pick us pick up here? So we have the, the weird Christmas Santa ghost of the of the mall eye patch, <clears throat> whatever he's supposed to be, and he, he helps the kids get where they need to go and tells them do not open the red door because he might go to the North Pole. And of course, one of the brothers opens the door. We see the creepy elves who are have dead eyes with really bad CGI. And I think maybe they didn't have the budget to make their lips move to talk because they all just stare at him dumbfounded. They were really creepy. I'm not even they sure were. they knew they were. I'm not even sure where they knew they were. I mean, like it looked like they may have been drugged. Like um, at least the ones in the Christmas Chronicles, for as bad as if CGI were, were cute and cuddly. Like these, they looked terrifying. Yeah, so he sees the North Pole and the whole thing is that the little girl believes and her brothers are questionable. And so this is growing <laughs> the youngest brother 
to kind of have some belief as well. But this is what takes us to the home alone part, right? Because the kids bust out of the back of the mall and their older brother got nabbed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens now? We have to make this happen ourselves, younger sister and myself. And so it's when you get all the home alone stuff, right? They're rigging things up. They've got a decoy backpack with the fake money in it. Um, and they split. So the brother takes on the two guys and the daughter takes on Carmen Electra's character and they go splitsville and distract you. They distract each one and they separate them. And, you know, we get some falling gags and, um, Carmen Electra gets a water balloon dropped on her head and uh, it all ends up with the culmination of the little girl has the backpack with all the money in it. And Carmen Electra is at the very top of the glass dome that is over this wave pool. Like she is high up there, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. real high up there. And she falls through the glass ceiling and is dangling there, but she still like doesn't care about the fact that she's dangling over water. She cares about getting that money. And she seems like very low level concerned that she's dangling over open water, like so high up. You know what this reminded me of, Julia? Do you remember in Jingle All the Way during the parade scene, little, uh, the little kid was dangling high over the street during the climax while a villain guy was climbing up after him to grab the Turbo Man? That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I could see that. So what ends up happening is Tim Curry's little character, little band of goons is escorting older brother and Patrick Swayze out of the back of the mall to the police station. While all of this happens in the center stage over the big pool, Carmen Electra falls into the water shower of money around her. And all of a sudden they realize, Oh, it's not Patrick Swayze and his family. That's doing this. It's Carmen Electra and her two goons. And all is forgiven, Patrick Swayze and son. And Carmen Electra and other two, you're now under arrest. And there's no mention at all about the fact that these kids took found counterfeit money and spent all this this tens of thousands of dollars, $10,000 around the mall. That's all just suddenly forgiven. Yes. And that's when we get an additional Home Alone moment, right? Because they're all leaving the mall and Patrick Swayze, who is unemployed, okay, at this point, um, the owner of the mall drives up in his not limousine. I don't think it was a limousine, but I think you're supposed to think it's a limousine. It was like a town car. It's just a town car. And he was like, hey, you know what? You look like a ranch hand and good with the ranching stuff. Guess what I have? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I, I have all the ranching space and I need a guy like you. So how about after the holidays, you come out and basically job interview and, you know, I'm going to give you the job because that's how these movies end. And the guy and Patrick Swayze's like best Christmas present ever. Yeah, I will be there. So things okay. are on the up and up for Patrick Swayze. Can Plus I talk we get about- a Duckworth, not Duckworth. We get a what's his name from Home Alone 2. What's his name? The toy, the toy, the toy store is not FAO Schwartz. It's dang it. It is uh, Duncan's toy chest. 
Duncan's toy chest. So this guy's basically just Duncan. Mm-hmm. Basically. Can I talk about this very end here? I know you want sure. Todd to bring it home. Actually, you know what, Todd, do you want to bring it home or may I? It's up to you. It's Don't your, let him talk. You're gonna you're gonna put it on a much higher note, Todd. I'll just react to what he has to say. Okay. So the family goes home <laughs> and you know there, you know. There's no, there's no tree, no presents, anything. They go to bed that night and they wake up and magically the next morning, a tree has appeared. Presents have appeared. The turkey's in the oven cooked. And Mary gets a letter from Santa Claus saying that it was him who was responsible for everything because we couldn't figure that out ourselves. We need to hit the audience over the head with it. You can't land on a note of faith or hope or anything like that. Santa has to spell it out for them because that's the type of movie this is. The end. That letter was to Mary, not to us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Mary, yeah, yeah, Mary couldn't freaking. Uh, he was rewarding her for being the one true believer through the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. He could have rewarded her by putting up the tree, cooking the turkey, and leaving the presents. He didn't need to do uh, yeah, leave a leave a note saying they from connection. Say- they got a connection now because she met Bob, his wolf, and. And talk to the sea lion. So, all I have to say is they're 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 pals. All I have to say is dumb, so dumb, dumb, (laughs) so dumb. I think Anthony's lacking the Christmas magic this week. (laughs) I'm lacking the Christmas magic. This movie builds itself as a Christmas movie, and it sucked all the joy for me. This movie is so in tune with real life because they go home after a hard day and the house is a mess and they're like where well, you really need a clean house and they're like no nope, let's eat pizza and watch a movie that is exactly what real people do and that's what they do in this movie even on christmas eve mm-hmm. and it was at this point i re i looked at my little watch and saw oh man this movie is not is only 90 minutes for the most part uh, i felt like three times that length and all i could think to myself was i don't know what i ever did to todd to deserve this oh, it's not that bad i mean todd if the show if if julia decides not to come back after vacation and continue with the show because this movie was so bad that's on you because the last memory she has of this show before going on vacation is this crappy movie <laughs> Anthony, I feel no. like you're being overly dramatic. Overly dramatic. You're being well. That well. That well. That fits with the theme of this movie because not one of these people reined it in. I really want to give this movie a high rating just to troll Anthony. I swear. To- I I like the end. I like the. Uh, I mean, saw it coming from a million miles away. That you know time they woke up and mom gets there on christmas morning the house was going to be decorated for christmas and there was going to be gifts you know and movie, stuff there you know a movie did better home alone when mom when he wakes up and mom's back and she comes in and the house is decorated yeah. and the gifts are there yeah but home alone did it better than like all other christmas movies except for two or three you know yeah <laughs> y'all we've also got to look, compare budgets here 
Okay. Not only budgets, do you guys know how much this made at the box office? Granted, it only got a theatrical release in Canada, so keep that in mind. It made $772,000. They didn't even break a million. Well, what was the budget? It doesn't matter how much it made. It's how much money did it make? I have no clue, but that's sad. It premiered on TV in the U.S. in 2008 as part of ABC's 25 Days of Christmas. Ugh. Poor ABC family. Is that why they had to become free for him? Because this just ruined them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, witness protection. Now you're being pedantic. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Let this, it go. This... Let it go. <laughs> no, ser- no, seriously. I know this isn't the greatest movie by any means, but it's. I like it for the uh, mystery science element of it because you can just like I did tonight, you know, with uh, Holly and, and two of my kids, we sat there and watched it and laughed at it and made fun of it uh, the whole time. And uh, it's a little, I mean, like I said, there's just a couple actual funny parts in it, but, you know, it has the nice Christmas scene. In fact, my, my 12-year-old boy, he's like, oh, that's really good. He really thought it was a legit movie, but, you know, he's just 12. But it's just a fun movie to have on to make fun of because there's, like, the line – Towards the end, where Patrick Stewart said, "Patrick Stewart, I gotta quit saying that." Patrick uh, Swayze, says, uh, <laughs> he says the word "furious" like four times in one sentence. It's like whoever says, you know, "furious" that many times in a row, and then, and then the Mary's talking to the sea lion, and her brother walks up, and he's like, "What I tell you about that?" And it's like, "Well, how many times does she talk to sea lions, and you have to tell her about it?" <laughs> so there, there's. There's all those little things that if you see it multiple times that you pick up on and you could just have a have a blast, you know, making fun of the movie. Probably have to take your word on that one. <laughs> you know what makes it you know what makes this even sadder for me? This this is like one of Swayze's last films yeah, before he passed. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, it I think he sad. had one more movie after this, and then he had that TV series. He got 13 episodes. Of done so he had jump and powder blue were his last two films beast was a tv show 13 episodes yep yeah he was (sighs) he was pretty sick for this movie and you know all things considering i mean yeah more power to him yeah i mean i'm not sure why he did it or why any of them did it but glad they did so Todd, I do have to say, I um, you mentioned the mystery science theater element that you uh-huh. appreciate this for, and I will respectfully disagree because I think I oh, think God. that no 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 just listen I think that term people people use it differently right people have a different threshold for that term right mm-hmm. like for me a movie has to be so bad it's almost good to meet that threshold, like Santa's sleigh, which has gone, honestly, after four years into almost being just a good movie, not even Mystery Science Theater good. But you know what I mean? There has to be a certain threshold for me, and this just doesn't make it. But I appreciate that it makes your threshold. So, that's all I'll say. I, I, I will, I, I'll have to piggyback off what julie said and say i have to take your word for it because i do not see myself watching this <laughs> even in a mystery science theater 3000 type of way 
uh, you know, my final thoughts on this film are we have covered a lot of crap on the show over four years, and this ranks right there at the very bottom with the worst of them. I don't think it's I, that bad. I, I can't think. agree with Anthony on that one. I think it's more... It's a lot closer to mediocre to me than, than like, just the worst of the worst. Did you have a Linus moment? I mean, the family all learned the value of family. Yeah, when the two when the two brothers were like trying to take blame for what happened. Yeah, that was the Linus moment. I can't argue with it, even if it is weak. Well, you're not going to get much strong out of this movie, so you just got to take what you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's rank it. I'm ready. Todd, if you were ranking this on a scale of one to 10 uh, and your vote mattered, unlike all the votes that were hidden in Maricopa County, what would your vote be? Well, this did did have a decent rating on IMDb. I forgot to see what Rotten Tomatoes was, but I would give it a solid 3.25. Julia. 0.5. Oh, more than one and three quarter. I said it before and I'll say it again. This ranks at the bottom of this list. I'm giving it a flat zero. Flat zero. You're saying this was as bad as Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. I am saying I, it was. And I am saying... Todd, was this part of your plan to make me admit that something makes Arthur Christmas looks like a masterpiece? But (laughs) congratulations. (laughs) And you can pull that sound bite for your little uh, board. But this makes Arthur Christmas look like a masterpiece. I'd watch North Pole on repeat with this. Uh, Pick any movie on the list minus Kirk Cameron because it's on par with that for me. It's a zero for me. I'm sorry, Todd. I love you, man. I love you. But this movie, man, oh boy. It comes in at 0.75 average, which puts it at 102 on our list between Santa's sleigh and eight crazy nights. It's exactly where it needs to be. <laughs> that, makes, that makes me so sad for Santa's sleigh. <laughs> what? Well, I, I tell you what. Next time, I'll, I'll, I'll put this challenge out for myself. Next time you guys invite me back, I will bring something I think you guys would legit enjoy. I don't know if you're going to get an invitation next year. Yes, that, has to, that has to take place. That conversation has to take place offline. <laughs> I said if. I said if. Okay. I'm glad you qualified that. You know what I realized the other day? What? We never announced the winner of the Kids the Podcast March tomfoolery oh the bracket the bracket the bracket racket who won what movie won uh i am going to allow since todd had such a terrible experience with us i am going to send the results to todd insert joke him. about insert joke from todd about how now it's par for the course experience on this podcast yeah <laughs> All right, Todd. He's opening the envelope. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to open the envelope for us? Yes. That was. Is this where we? 
is this where we put our uh, clips of Home Alone and Elf, like the Oscars, and Todd comes on and says, the winner? Mm. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. <laughs> Man. I just hope I don't have one of them uh, Steve Harvey moments here. This is... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. This was close. One vote. So your vote does matter. Wow. Yep, it was... Yeah, we're, one we're a true democracy. One vote, and the winner, Elf. I hey. won. Yes. Wow. Surprised. I am too. Yes. I thought Home Alone was going to take it, but I knew it would be close regardless. So, according to the listeners of Tiz the Podcast, just like the host of Tiz the Podcast. Elf is still the number one quintessential Christmas movie out there. So thank you to everybody who voted. We'll look at your scores and see who had the closest to the perfect bracket and uh, award that person with some sort of prize of some sort. Steph. Yeah, maybe if Julia wants to pick something up in Disney and we can reimburse her from the Patreon money, that'd be cool. Nah, it should be, it should be swag. Oh yeah, swag, swag we stuff. Probably we swag all up. get. We need, we need shameless, we need shameless promotion of our of our brand, y'all. Um, uh, uh, speaking of that, I do want to say, listeners, if any of y'all haven't received your pins yet and are expecting pins or stickers from me, let me know through the Facebook group or Instagram or wherever you contact us, because uh, I'm pretty sure some of you subscribed after the last round i sent out so i'm not sure where i left off so let me know if you haven't gotten it yet and i'll get those in the mail asap and just from personal experience sometimes uh when it comes to getting your swag from anthony you really have to be your own best advocate and fight hard for yourself otherwise you don't get anything i don't know what tom's referring to there because i sent his and julia stuff out twice during the mail but we but, but, so ours just dis- disappeared and it never came anthony yeah. and there was no tracking like um, uh, this is a this is a todd i don't know i don't know if you can get up with the postal carrier todd, here I mean, todd. i'm just gonna say that i do live in between new york city and tulsa but that's all i'm gonna say Anthony is Anthony throwing all of the brave men and women who tirelessly deliver our mail and make sure stuff is gets to us even during the pandemic is throwing them under the bus I'm just saying I'll just counter that by saying you eventually got your pins we, we did when they were actually mailed that's all I'm saying and if you want pins or free stickers subscribe consider subscribing to our patreon at tisapodcast.com slash patreon patreon.com slash tisapodcast whereas for as little as a dollar per month you can get full-length bonus episodes Todd's coming up on a few this october which he destroyed me tonight in revenge for me destroying him i guess but keep an eye out for that later this year but if you subscribe past a dollar, I think it's $5. You can get this, these awesome to podcast enamel pins. We have four different designs and you'll get all four. So they're really cool. Um, so check it out. I will say, cool. I will say check out the Patreon because in October, me and Anthony kind of switch roles from this episode. Ooh. <laughs> I did. I, I, I said it that night. I was like, man, I, 
destroy Todd. I never saw him this low. <laughs> oh, Ouch. I had I had mean things to say uh, about oh. this. What movie? Stay tuned. <laughs> it was a Rob Zombie film. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh well, I'm gonna side with Todd on this one in advance. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> just automatically. I just want to get like before this. I need to get my before I listen to it. I need my Team Todd shirt. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the merch we should start selling. To- Tom, Team Todd shirts and. An elf shirt listing our names and Jerry's names. <laughs> I was gonna say back. something with we need something with Jerry too. We need Team Todd shirts and something with Jerry on it. <laughs> nobody nobody buys our nobody buys our Tis the Podcast swag, but if we put those guys on there, we can we can bring it up. We'll, we'll see an uptick in sales. <laughs> that's what that that's what the Lego set should be. Todd, Todd and Jerry sitting around a microphone. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like I need to follow. I need to follow up on that now that uh, now that CubeCon has passed. Where can listeners interact with us and tell us what they thought of this movie? Whether they agree with Todd or me or come somewhere. Why, 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 why are you taking over hosting, dude? I thought I was hosting. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to help you out here, my friend. You're stepping on my. Do you want to edit? I mean, that's usually. I, I told you if you need help editing, you I'm know. Happy nights. I'm trolling you. <laughs> Todd's a wit- Todd, Todd's a witness that Anthony is very nice to Tom sometimes. No, that's not how this. That's not how this episode is getting edited. At all. <laughs> 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 Julia, do you want to tell our listeners how they can engage with us more? Sure, we have lots of different places where you can do that. We like where? are on Twitter. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Facebook yeah. groups, Reddit, we're wow. all over the place. And there's a nice, easy way you can get to it the same way you get to Patreon, which Ooh. is just tisapodcast.com backslash Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, all those places. Um, put that little fancy quick link in there. Come to the social medias, pick your poison, and we are sure to have people there to talk with you. Um I would say talk about you, but really that's just Tom and Anthony talking about each other, (laughs) which is also fun to watch. It's true. It's true. And if you want even more stuff, bonus content, check out our Thursday bonus episodes in your main feed, um, in which awesome. (laughs) I wrote a Christmas book called Another Christmas Story. Every Thursday, a new chapter drops in audio Who form in your them? podcast feeds. Who reads them? Read, do you read them all? Yourself? No, I don't. Neither do you or Julia, even though you've contributed. Wait, what? Who does? Yeah, crazy, right? Our other Christmas podcast, what are we doing? Our other Christmas <laughs> podcast hosts like Todd Killian, Jerry Davila, uh, etc. Also... <laughs> also read chapters as do our wonderful listeners like charlene lewis and april riley and rebecca bull and ron hogan and it's just a whole 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 it's a it's a wonderfully talented people they that sounds wonderfully talented and i can get this live and in my podcast feed every week every thursday throughout 2021 yeah it just gets better and better y'all it really does 
this is really weird now guys i can't tell y'all how absolutely excited i am about everything that's coming up with things like leon day uh man we're just getting we're, things are really just starting to happen i will just have to say y'all we only have 4,512 hours until Christmas. That's only 188 days. That's 26 weeks. That's exciting. And you, and you know what else there. is exciting? After this week, I'm excited to talk in the coming weeks. I love Lucy and the Adams family and dolly parton Ooh, with our yeah. resident dolly parton expert miss april riley and Shits creek and tons of fun stuff coming up including tons of other uh guest hosted type episodes in which todd killian will be coming back in july yes. Yes, so todd will be coming back in july to talk about tv shows that talk about christmas movies you know i gotta watch a movie i've never seen before before i'm very happens. confused by this i'm interested to see how it's gonna Ooh. play out but very confused I think that'll be fun. It'll be more conversational. It'll be even more unprepared and under-researched, even though the no, whole really, TV show no is a research. There'll be no research to do. They'll just, they're basically going to spoon-feed it to us, and we'll just write down... I mean, we could even just take the script and read everything verbatim. No? Nobody else up for that? Okay. <laughs> Bye! Uh, Good night and good luck. Thank you, Todd, for guest hosting tonight oh. and bringing yes. this movie always into our pleasure, lives. Todd. You're very welcome. It is yeah. always a pleasure, even if the movies you pick are not. I just wish Todd could say the same thing, Anthony. That's always a pleasure being on our show. Todd, we it mentioned is. you at the beginning, this Christmas Clatter podcast. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about it, where people can find you? Yes. Christmas Clatter is a podcast where we celebrate everything that makes Christmas special. We release on new episodes every other Tuesday. Find us on your favorite podcast app at Christmas Clatter. And you can also check us out on YouTube with new videos every week. Just search Christmas Clatter in your YouTube search bar. You have awesome guest hosts, Todd, like, you know, three awesome Christmas podcast hosts who you may talk to quite often on their show. Oh, yeah. I have... Uh, I've had great and talented people on my show. Um, three in particular, uh, you know pretty well. Uh, Jerry D from <laughs> Totally Rad Christmas. Tim Babs from I Can't Wait From Christmas has been on. And Tom Crow. He's been on several times before. That's a knife to the heart, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs>